Dustin asked me to share a few words on this topic, and I actually told him that he, he could have picked a better topic for me to share because I have struggled with this topic ever since he gave it to me. And it's faith in self. But it says faith in self through God. But how many times in life that we, we look at ourselves and, and trust in our own self and leave God out of it? And tonight I'm going to try to show different scriptures that actually shows this. It shows how we can trust in ourselves, but it's such a thin line that we leave God out of it. In 1 Samuel, and I know all of you know this topic, this story, it's about David and Goliath. And David had faith in himself that he could defeat Goliath. But that faith did not come of himself. That faith came in believing in what God could do. And David said in Samuel, 1 Samuel 17, 37, he said, Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lamb and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. See, David had faith that he could defeat Goliath. But his faith came from God. It came from the fact that God had, as a shepherd, had given him the strength to defeat a lion, to defeat a bear. And he said, my God would give me the strength to defeat this Philistine. And I think I pray, uh, praise that in my own words. But it leads to the same thing. David had faith. He believed in himself, but most of all, he believed in God, and he trusted in God. As a person who has lived a life without God, I can understand the strength that David had by having faith in God, because I stand here today through that faith, through that belief that God would give me the strength to be able to do what I'm doing. And every day he has blessed me. But if you go on to 2 Samuel 11, the same David, the same king, he stood up on his kingdom and looked out over the kingdom. And he saw a man's wife. And he sent for that man's wife to lay with her. Was that faith in himself, in the fact that he was the king, that he had the power to do whatever he wanted to do, and no one would question it? Because he didn't have God in, in that faith then. He looked at himself. He looked at the power that he had, that he controlled. And he took that man's wife. But not only did he take his wife, he sent that man to his death. That faith did not come from God. And many times in life, we, we have faith in ourselves that we can do something. 
And sometimes we leave God out of it. And I thank Thomas Neal there because he helped me to realize that one day. He gave me a job working with him. And I believed that I could do that work. Even though I hurt every day, I believe I could go get up every morning and go do that job. Well, it was an accident waiting to happen because my health would not do that job. My legs would not hold up climbing up on the roof of a house. And Thomas seen that. And he simply just said, I'll call you when I need you. He didn't know I knew that he knew I couldn't do that job because I did. I knew he had been watching. And he knew that if I continued on, that I was going to cause an accident or there was going to be an accident. And he stopped it. And I thank him for that. But in Daniel's 4.30, we have another example of faith in ourselves. And it comes from King Nebuchadnezzar's and all of you know the story of how the king was sent into the field to eat the grass as the beasts of the field eat. But this is a statement that he said in 4.30. The king spoke saying, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majestic do you hear anything of God? Daniels had warned him over and over. He even interpreted the dreams that King Nebuchadnezzar had. But the king paid no attention to it. He said, this is what I have done. I have built this kingdom. I have destroyed these armies through my might. He gave God no credit. How many things in life have we accomplished, have we done, and we said, look what I have done. I have done this. We had never mentioned God. Sometimes when we have our dreams come true, when we get a house that we have dreamed of having, when, we, when our family is as we have dreamed of it being, do you give thanks to God for that? Or do you say, look what I have done? I think sometime we fail to realize that what we have is what God has blessed us with. That he has made these things happen. He has made these dreams come true. Again, as, a, as I lived my life, I had dreams. But those dreams was dreams that I believed that I could do. I didn't know God. I didn't have God in my life. And those dreams that I have, that I had, came to an end. Because the choices I made destroyed everything that I dreamed of. And if I had known God, would it have been different? I believe it would have. That is having faith in self. That is why I struggle with this topic so much, because I don't believe we can have faith in ourselves without God.
I think our faith come from God who gives us the strength and the wisdom and knowledge each day to accomplish things that we try to do. If it is right in His sight, He would give you the strength. And again, uh, Proverbs even speaks of that. And I look at that a lot every day. And in Proverbs 3, 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. See, it tells us not to trust in our own understanding. Not to lean so heavily on what we can do, but what God can do through us if we just trust and believe in Him. There are so many stories in the Bible that gives us an understanding of faith in ourselves, but it also gives us an understanding of how damaging that faith can be sometimes. The woman in the Bible that had the infirmary and that she spent all she had, did all she could to get it healed, she never got healed. But she had the faith to believe that if she could only touch the Lord's tail of his cloth, that she would be healed. And can you imagine the crowd that she had to fight through to get to where Jesus was, to just touch the hem of his garment? That woman had faith because she knew if she could touch it, she would be healed. And Christ knew that someone had touched him and someone had been healed because he said, who touched me? And his disciples said, all these people, all these, these people pressing against you, how can you not be touched? And again, I'm putting this in my own words as I see the story. But that lady did not give up. She pressed through that crowd and she touched the hem of Jesus' garment to be healed. And Christ even told her that your faith healed you. So where is this faith in self? Each story we have heard, the faith has not been in their self, but been in God. Where is our faith in ourself? Where does it lead us? In Matthew 14, 28, and I'm going to read that because it's interesting what Peter did. Peter wanted to, he saw the Lord coming across the water. But listen to what Peter said. Peter said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And the Lord said, come. Peter didn't hesitate to step out of that boat onto that water and walk across that water. But what was that? Was that faith in itself? No. He said, Lord, if it's you and you command me, I can come. In our lives, if we ask God to give us the strength to help us to understand and to get up each day and do the things that we're supposed to do. He gives us that strength. 
even days that I don't feel like getting up, when I pray that morning, I have the strength to get up. I have fought with injuries and, and struggled with my legs for the last year. And there is mornings that I don't think I can get up. But God gives me the strength to get up and to keep going. To keep doing what I'm doing. Is my trust in myself? It's not. It's in the strength that God gives me. It's in His blessings. In Matthew 26, 35, well that's, yeah, Matthew 26, 35. It talks about Let's see. Peter, again, it's Peter. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. See, Jesus told Peter that he, Peter actually said that, Lord, I would die for you. And Jesus said, This night you would deny me three times. And Peter said, No, Lord, not me. And Peter, as you know, ended up denying the Lord three times. In Luke 12, it talks about the rich farmer whose crops had given him plentiful. And that was a blessing that God had gave him. But the farmer did not put his faith in God. He put his faith in himself. And it says, The ground of a certain rich man yield plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, So you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then who, whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. There are so many stories in the Bible that shows us the difference between faith in ourselves and faith in God. And sometimes we overlook those stories and sometimes we don't apply them to our own life. I think if we look at our life and we see the blessings that God gave us and that God has given us, then we see that truly 
our faith is in God and not in ourselves. In Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He didn't say I could do all things through myself. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And in the book of James, it's a similar verse, but it's, it's spoken differently. It says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make it profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your aggregates. All such boasting is evil. There are so many things that I don't understand in life that I'm learning today. And one thing that I do understand is that my wisdom or knowledge is nothing compared to God's wisdom and knowledge. The living that I lived before was not a living, it was death. The life I live today is for God and not for myself. When we look at ourselves, what do we see? I see a man in the mirror that has been totally changed from the man that he once was. I see a man that can stand in the mirror and look at himself today. When the years ago I could not stand there in that mirror and look at myself because I didn't like what I seen. When I trust in my own self, I fail. But when I trust in God, He gives me the strength to keep going. And today I keep trying. I keep trying to do what's right in God's sight. I keep trying to do what's right in life that God has given me. But yet I continue to fail because I, I fall short of God's glory every day. And I thank Him for having mercy and grace upon me. And I thank you for allowing me to stand here tonight and try to present this topic. Um, I hope I have. I hope I have helped uh, help you to understand that our faith is not in us, but in Christ Jesus and what he can do through us. I thank you. Good evening. I love when Barry says that. <laughs> uh, my topic is faith in God. And I tell you, I'm give out. We had a great weekend. Uh, I got home, I took my duffel bag, I set it in the bedroom, and I looked at my bed. <laughs> and I thought, boy, you know what, hours nap would be so good. But then I thought, if I get in that bed, it'll be 6 o'clock in the morning before I get up. So uh, we had a great time uh, and really a good 
family retreat. Got to know other members of the congregation here in a good way. Matter of fact, we had a game where a table about a mile long on both sides is lined up with people. And then on the side that I was on, we moved down every seat every 30 seconds to talk to somebody across the table from us. And then just by the time you, I know every color of every child in here, their favorite color. Because that's what they told me and asked me about it and stuff. So we did get to know each other and that was a really good thing. And I, I really appreciate uh, being able to be there. All right, I want to talk about faith in God. But before I do, I want to define what faith is. Or rather, I want to let the Bible define what faith is. Turn with me to Hebrews 11 chapter and verse 6. And the Bible tells us what faith is. It says there in Hebrews 11, begin with verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that comes to God must believe that He is, that He exists. And he must believe that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Now so many times we think of faith as we just must believe that God exists. But true faith goes beyond that. We must also believe that God is a rewarder of them who seek after him. James says like this, faith without works or actions is dead. It's worthless. It's useless. The devil does not have faith. He believes God exists. He knows God exists. But he does not care about seeking God at all. So he does not have true faith. An equation might be like this. Belief plus trust equals true faith. Because it's only when you trust in God that belief is really what faith is. When I think about faith, the first person I think of, and, and you may too, is the one who's called the father of faith, Abraham. Uh, you remember Abraham, a man of faith. God promised Abraham a son when he was 75 years old. 25 years later, he made good on that promise. And I'm guessing, I don't know this for sure, but around 15 years, maybe 20 years, God commanded Abraham to sacrifice his only son Isaac as a burnt offering. Now, Abraham knew exactly what God was asking him of. Why would God do that? Why would God ask that of Abraham? He never asked that before Abraham, and he never asked that after Abraham. Matter of fact, in the New Testament, he talked about some people who would. Uh, offer their children to fire, same thing he asked Abraham to do, and he said, I hate those deeds. So why would God ask Abraham to do this? Well, we find a story in Genesis, the 22nd chapter, beginning with verse 3 and going through verse 18. God asked Abraham to kill his son as a burnt offering at a place that he was showing. Abraham rose up early in the morning, he saddled his donkey, he took two of his young men with him, Isaac, his son. He took, got the wood for the burnt offering. And then he went toward the place that God told him to go. On the third day, it took three days to get to where they could see this place. And mine took four days. Because Abraham lifted up his eyes, he saw the place afar off. 
And Abraham said to the young men, You stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. He believed in God. And Abraham took the wood and burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they both went together. Then as they were traveling to this place, Isaac asked his father this, Father, he said, here I am, my son. He said, we have the fire. We have the wood. We forgot the most important part. Where's the offering? Where's the lamb? And Abraham's thinking, you're the lamb. And he tells his son this, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So they both went together. They came to a place where God had told them of. Abraham built the altar there. He laid the wood in order. He bound Isaac, his son. He laid, it, laid him upon the altar of the wood. Abraham stretched forth his hand. He took his knife to slay his son. And the Lord called him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Lay not your hand upon your own lad. Neither do thou anything to him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Now this whole passage I've been reading, this is the most strangest verse of the whole whole, uh, thing that I've just read you. Did God just find out some information or did he already know what Abraham's going to do? See, God is omnipotent. He knows everything. He knows the beginning from the end. He already knew what Abraham's choice was. He didn't just find out, now I know that you fear me. Now I know that you will obey me. God already knew that. As he was testing Abraham. Abraham didn't know how strong he was. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, he found a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. Abraham took the ram, he offered it. Abraham called the place Jehovah Jireh, which is to say this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. And the Lord called Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself I have sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld our son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless you, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, as the sand is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gates of thine enemies. And in thy seed all the nations of the earth will be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. Now go back to our definition of faith. Believe in God, it exists. But you must believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And that's faith. That's trust. And that's what Abraham had. Now, this story is not just about Abraham and his great faith. If that's the conclusion you've got, you've missed the message that God is trying to show Abraham and also trying to show us, trying to get us to understand the message that he wants. And the message he wants us to understand, even if God commands us to do something that we don't understand, and Abraham didn't understand that, even if it does not make any sense to us what God has asked us, even if it seems to go against God's own nature, 
And if and even if we don't know what the outcome's going to be, we can trust God with our most prized possession. That's what Isaac was to Abraham. See, what God is trying to see is He may ask us to do something. This may sound crazy to us. We may not want to do it. But if we'll trust God, if we'll put our trust in Him, He is worthy of our trust. We can trust Him with our most prized possession, our children, our family. And that's what He wants us to understand. We can put our trust in Him. Remember Jesus said at one time when some mothers were wanting to bring their sweet little babies to be blessed by Jesus, and His disciples were trying to hinder Him from doing that, He said, allow them to come to Me, and don't you forbid them, for such are the kingdom of heaven. God wants us to bring our children, bring our family to Him, and we can trust Him that He will take care of them. I think of another example of true trust. Jesus was in the temple area, and it got time to give the offering. And as he sat over against the treasury, he beheld how people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a, simple, uh, a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, we might say two cents, which make a farthing. And I can see Jesus saying, Peter, James, John, come here. Come here, disciples. You see this widow right here? She just put more in the offering than anybody here today. Maybe the disciples ask, well, how much she put in, Lord? Did she put in 200 denarii? That's how much bread it would have cost to feed that 5,000 and then just get a bite. Or did she put in some talents, which was a large amount of weight of silver or gold? How much she put in, Lord? She put in two cents. What? Two cents? How in the world could you think she gave more than others? It wasn't the amount. It wasn't the amount. She gave 100%. You can't give better than 100%. She gave all that she had. For they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all she had, even all her living. The poor widow trusted God, and she laid it all on the altar there of her giving, just as Abraham laid it all on the altar with Isaac. She did not know where her next meal was coming from. She trusted God to provide for her needs. Now that's the end of the story. The Bible does not tell us what happened to this poor widow. But I just know in my heart that she didn't go hungry. Maybe she heard Jesus when he was talking in Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be given to you. I feed the birds of the air. I clothe the lilies of the field. And you're much more better than that. Maybe she understood that. Maybe a lot more than I do. Maybe more than us all. But God wanted us to know in that lesson, you can trust God with your needs. You can trust God. See, that's what true faith is all about. Putting our place, putting our trust in God when we don't know the answers. 
We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But we do know who holds tomorrow. Now, I want to tell you another story about another man who had faith also, but it wasn't faith in God. There was this young man in uh, Mark, the 10th chapter, verse 17 through 25. We call him the rich young ruler because that's the description of him. And when he has gone forth to the weather, came one running and needling him to ask him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? That is a great question. Jesus said to him, Why call me the good? There's none good but God, that is. And Jesus, and thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. He lived under the old law, and that's what Jesus was telling him. Do keep the commandments of the law. And then he answered and said this to Jesus. Master, all these things I've observed from my youth. What's lacking in my life? I feel like there's a, a vacuum there that's not been filled. What do I lack? And Jesus behold him, loved him, and said to him, One thing you lack. Now I would love for the Lord to say that to Roy Davidson. There's only one thing. One thing in the whole world, Roy, that, that you have a problem with. But he said to this young man, and he said this, sell all that you have and give to the poor and come and follow me. Father, uh, uh, follow me. And you shall have treasure in heaven and come take up your cross and follow me. And the rich young ruler was sad at that saying. He went away grieved for he had great possessions. See, Jesus did not want this man's money. What Jesus really wanted was his heart. Abraham gave God his heart. The poor widow gave God her heart. This rich young ruler had already given his heart away. It was his possessions that his heart was in. It was not God. Jesus said this in verse 24. The disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard is it for them who trust in riches? See, that's where his trust was, was in his wealth. It wasn't in God. How hard is it for them who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. He trusted in his riches. He didn't trust in the one who gave him those riches. Now the, the message is the same that God wants us to know here. You can trust God with your finances. You can't outgive God. He says, the only time that God ever said this, He says, try me. You bring your gifts to the altar, you bring your gifts to the temple like you're supposed to, Malachi. And see, put me to the test. See if I won't open up a window and rain down a blessing on you that you can't even gather it all in. That's the only time God has said to put him to the test. Other times, Jesus told Satan, don't test the Lord your God. Don't try him. But this is when he asked that. You can put your trust in God. In Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 4, God says this to us through the prophet. Behold, all souls are mine, 
As the soul of the Father's soul, also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. God gave you a soul at conception. When you reach the age of accountability, you sold your soul to the devil. God bought your soul back with the precious blood of His one and only Son. God wants us to trust Him with our souls. Jesus trusted God with His. You remember the very last thing He said before He died on that Roman cross. He said, Father, into Your hands I commit my spirit. And then He breathed His last. Paul also uh, trusted God. 2 Timothy 1-2 For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded, I'm convinced, that he who is able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day. Jesus had trust in God. Paul had trust in God. He even said at one time, just before he died, before he was executed, I fought a good fight. I finished the course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, that the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me in that day, and not to me only, but to all them that love his appearing. Paul trusted in God. Jesus trusted in God. We can trust in God also. We must believe that Jesus is the Son of God. We must be willing to confess others before others that confession, that faith in God. We must be willing to repent, to turn away from those things and turn to God. And we must be baptized for the remission of our sins. Now there's many religious people who cannot understand how water baptism can place one in the death of Jesus where their blood was shed. I don't understand that. But God said, do that. If we're baptized, we can have our sins washed away. We're baptized in the death of Jesus where His blood was shed and they can be washed away. I don't have to understand all that. I just simply have to trust God. God wants us to trust Him with our children, our family, our needs, our finances, and our very souls. Are you willing to trust Him today by becoming a Christian? Or if you are not, a, or maybe you're a Christian, maybe you've done those things, but maybe you've wandered away. Come back and trust Him. He'll save your soul. He'll take you to heaven with Him when He comes back again. If you have problems, Jesus said, bring them, give them to me. I can carry them. There's not a problem you've got that Jesus cannot shoulder. If we can help you any way to be a Christian, be more faithful in your service, or pray for you for anything you need, Come while we stand saying, trust God. Still praying as I onward bound, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table and a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. My 